Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. A reminder, Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse, Edmonton owned and operated. Uh, Don and the staff at Japanese Village reserve your party today at JV edmonton.ca as we head off to the river Cree resort and casino hotline the river Cree resort and casino excitement bet on it we welcome back to the show our headliner today for wilhawk beef jerky i met trent wilhawk's grandpa today out at uh, red tail this morning it just might be the best you've ever tasted search for wilhawk w-i-l-h-a-u-k today our headliner today david staples from the cult of hockey hello david how are you Fantastic, Bob, and how are you doing? Not bad. Uh, you took a couple weeks off. Uh, did that have to do with uh, uh, just work, or were you focused on the election? I know you were on last week, but for so I'm trying to think of what we were doing. Uh, Brendan was hosting the show last week. Yeah. Uh, we, I, we would have been flying somewhere. Where were we playing? Oh, Calgary. Seattle. So, Seattle? In Seattle last week. Yeah. Was it, oh, no, it was Vancouver on the Wednesday. Didn't the preseason close out? Oh, they were at home against Seattle. What am I saying? That's okay, Brennan. It, uh, there was a lot of... You don't have to say, hey, don't feel shame. Don't go to box. It's okay. Uh, the patient didn't die at the table. It's just live radio. Uh, anyhow, uh, you're back. Uh, uh, and look, we should establish right now, you know, you, your primary reason to come on the show is to provide a bit of a fan perspective with a little bit of analytics from Occulta Hockey, which is a very popular blog. But your main job is to be one of the top writers for the Edmonton Journal um, in, in in what? Are you still provincial politics. affairs? Politics. Yeah. yeah. Politics. Yep. Hey, uh, here's one for you. I can tie Ronald Reagan in to Connor McDavid. Do you believe I can do that? <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. So do you know which powerful agent basically paved the way for Ronald Reagan's political career? An agent? Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't. Well, uh, people can look this up. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Maybe I'll throw that out there. Can you name the prominent agent, uh, basically the patriarch of this agency, that mapped the path for Ronald Reagan to become first a governor and then a president? Hmm. Wasserman. 
And that is the agency that eventually bought uh, Jeff Jackson uh, part of the Or Group out, and that is now Wasserman, which is one of the biggest, most powerful agencies in the world. And dare I say, and I had this conversation today with a current MP, and he made a great point, uh, if you are going to be a conservative in this day and age, uh, I do believe that you're better off maybe being more like a Reagan and less like a Trump. Do you think that's a fair perspective to have if you want to sit there and appeal to it? Definitely, Bob, definitely. His His famous expression, it's morning in America. It was this optimistic, you know, they were coming out of a very dark time, huge inflation in the 70s, trouble in Iran. It's kind of like now, isn't it? And um, his, ex- his, his slogan was, it's morning in America. And uh, that's a great slogan for any uh, politician, especially conservatives who can be a little uh, negative. You know, uh, focus on the positive, focus on uh, optimism. And uh, to segue to the orders, Bob... It's morning in Alberta. It's morning for Oilers fans. I mean, this is a hell of a team. I'm glad you think that way. Why? Well, we saw it again. We saw it all last season, right? This same kind of incredible script where this team um, can fall behind and uh, make mistakes and make up for them with their explosive scoring power. I mean, it really came to the fore in the playoffs when they stopped, when they got out of that habit, and McDavid and Dreisaitl took over. But we have these two players in the prime of their careers, and they're, they're you know, two, you know, the best player in hockey and another player who's in the top five in hockey. And the supporting cast now is, is, is good to great. Um, with Evander Kane and Hyman and Nugent Hopkins and and um, play, Evan Bouchard stepping up and um, Jack Campbell looked good. I thought and and I was also impressed with Ryan Murray last night. So they just um, Holland has done a good job. Uh, and he doesn't get enough credit, I don't think, for the Evander Kane bringing in Evander Kane. Such a huge thing. And uh, you know, I honestly thought the turning point in that game was, and I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but his close lining of uh, of Hughes, Quinn Hughes. That they're down three nothing, and a second later the order score because Hughes is out of the play, and that that kind of rough, tough, aggressive play from Kane um, makes a huge difference combined with his skill. So that's why it's morning in, in uh, for Oilers fans, Bob. This is this is one heck of a team. Well, I liked how Campbell fought last night. I mean, Brendan mentioned that he said post game he thought he could. I I looked at the second goal and said, yeah, that, you got to probably come up with a save there was a heck of a shot the first one yeah. the, the Holloway giveaway to me that's not on the goaltender um, but I like how I like how he battled and he did battle I'm with you on Murray like the the orders had some defense at various different times last night all of them struggled I like to have seen more of Bouchard last night but I thought Murray showed some competitiveness and some guile out on the ice uh, and I want to see more forwards get deployed but David, here's here's part of the deal here. It's tough to gauge the five-on-five performance. We didn't have two of the Oilers' top nine forwards going on the right side, and there was a mismatch of forwards all game long, also because of the salary cap. But there's no question. Think about it, David. Think about the Winnipeg series. Connor Leon, Nugent Hopkins, maybe Paul Yarby. Those were the four best forwards for Edmonton. And now add in, you know, Hyman and Kane, a much further progressed Ryan McLeod, and soon it'll be Holloway too. I know he didn't have the the most impactful first regular season game. He's going to get better as it goes on. 
they're way deeper up front than they were, David. Yeah, I thought actually, you know, McDavid got the three goals, dry settled three points. I thought Hyman was the best player on the ice for the Oilers last night. Um, in the first period, when that when the Oilers came out really flat. Um, he made the first good play it was on a power play, and he dove and he and he um, got the puck out of the other zone with a hustle play. Um, he set up. He he came down and got a great A shot, and then he set up Pulleyarvi for the Oilers' best chance of the first period. After that, and he got uh, you know he was a two really he was involved in that uh, tabletop hockey power play goal, that incredible goal for McDavid, where they were just they moved the puck around like the Harlem Globetrotters there for a second, and McDavid slammed it in the net. And he was key on McDavid's uh, second goal, where he won the puck in his own zone, battled it up the ice, and uh, fed McDavid, who uh, got the two great shots and scored on the second one. So Hyman was just, he was great on the PK. He did everything well. And that guy, he, he's he been incredible value. I know he's, he's not, he's well paid. I think it's like, what is it, 5.5 5. 5 a year, 5.5 5 million a year. But he's he's been he's been great value I think at that I mean he's been he's been performing at a higher level than that since he came from Toronto and as long as he keeps that up uh, as long as he and Kane can can continue like they're getting they're in their thirties might get a drop off but right now this is the time these guys are really playing well yeah well it's and again do you worry about the five on five play or do you chalk it up the first game of the year first game of the year and it was too choppy a game Bob like I mean there were so many penalties especially for the Oilers of course um, that uh, it's hard to get a the, the Oilers didn't have set lines the defense pairings are still um, you know Bouchard and Murray got better as the game went along I thought so it's going to take a while for that, that defense pairing to get it together I thought CeCe and Nurse were, were pretty good at even strength and um, I know that Kulak and Barry got outshot at even strength when they were out on the ice, but they didn't give up much in the way of grade A shots uh, in that game. They they kept most things to the outside. So, no, I'm not worried about that at all. It's just that was an early season game. We didn't even, they hardly had set lines other than the McDavid, Drysaddle, and Kane line. So you could expect a little bit of chaos out there. Do you think there'll be a different team with Fogle and Yamamoto in the lineup? Well, that certainly it, it, it gives them the ability to have three set lines, I think. And um, you know, I was a little, honestly, a little surprised at how quickly Woodcroft went to the big line early in the game. But I and I and you know how little Holloway played after his his gaff. Um, I would have liked to see them stick with the lines that they had going into the game a little longer. But what <laughs> what can I say? They came back and they won, so obviously it worked. But um, I think we'll see. He will go. Uh, he will go back. I, I'm guessing the coach is going to go back to, you know, three set lines, three set top lines, and and play the heck out of those lines and stick with them and and see if he can get you know one line working, then two lines working, then three lines working. That's how it kind of came together last year, as I recall. It took a while to sort out the lines, but eventually they get the lines working, and and it's going to be a process like that this year. Yeah, the orders to me, David, played with some exasperation and frustration. Obviously, they were shorthanded eight times. Maybe they deserved six or seven of them, uh, and maybe they deserved to have be at the power play five times. There was a missed cross-check on Pugliarvi for sure from Burroughs on the identical sort of sequence that we saw McDavid get called in the cross-check. And and so, I, I guess the question, do you have a problem? Like, I mean, it was a bad penalty by Darnell. Yeah. If you're going to do it in the first game of the year, it might be the time to do it. 
I don't think he deserves a suspension. That he seems did not, or get not a, a suspension, suspension or a fine. A fine. He got a fine, fine. Yes. Yeah, fine. Excuse me. I don't think he deserved a fine. Um, but it was a really bad penalty. And uh, it came at a bad moment, right at the end of the period, and kind of a nothing play when you're down two nothing already. And then they come out and, and they scored. But um, all was forgiven when Darnell Nurse absolutely harpooned that puck in the net off Dreisaitl's feet. That was an incredible shot from Darnell Nurse. So, uh, so I think I could, I, at that point I set aside uh, the penalty that he, he took. He made up for it completely with that great shot. So. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, there was a lot of the penalties, Bob, that the owners took. I, I, they deserved so like, a lot of them. Well, they deserved a lot of them, but I don't think Kane deserved his at the end of the game where he went into the goalie. And McDavid's cross-checking penalty was, I don't know, he gets hammered like that continually. That's probably why he's frustrated by that call. Is he's constantly getting that kind of guff and nothing gets called. But uh, it was a penalty, but call that when that's done to him then as well. David, uh, a thing for you. Like, how would you describe the Cult of Hockey website? Is it a fan site? We are all three uh, avowed fans of the team. Um, we've been, I've been a fan, Bruce and I have been, and I think Kurt as well, we've been Oilers fans for 50 years, Bob. Um, we just had the 50th anniversary of the Oilers' first game in the WHA. We've been following the team avidly uh, since that time, and we write from a fan perspective. But we're also deeply interested in analytics, and we do our own uh, breakdown where we do video review of each game, and we're looking at the grade A shots. Um, to see who's contributed to the uh, grade-A shots for and who's made mistakes on the grade-A shots against. And it's our way of kind of adding value to the conversation and our, also our way of kind of understanding the game better. I mean, honestly, if I don't do that video review work of a game anymore, I don't really feel like I've got a sense of what happened because you learn a lot by going over the videotape, as yeah. NHL coaches will tell you. All right, so I'm going to throw a scenario. So here's the deal. On this show, if somebody asks a good question or a question that gets a good response from a, a player or a coach, I often mention, even if it's a, I don't know, I don't even use the term competitor, right? Like, I, sorry, I, I mean, we're in the radio business, support the radio business, right? So I don't mind mentioning guys at another radio station or TV station or whatever. Uh, as a rule of thumb, I, I, I try to do it when it's a good response or a good answer. I, I try not to embarrass anybody because I've asked my share of dumb questions over the years that might uh, uh, rankle a response. I, I remember after the Oilers lost game four at home of the Stanley Cup final in 2006, I asked uh, Craig Matavish whether or not his power play was like one for 19 at that point in the series. I said, Mac T, do you need to do something different on the power play? I don't know, like you've had a rock on at times on there in the power play. And he looked at me, that ended the scrum, and he said, anybody else got any brilliant suggestions? And then he scratched George for the final three games. I don't think George has ever forgiven me for asking that question. So you got to have some fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Do you ever feel like, you know, you do, because you do use the responses sometimes with, with terms like shot fired. How do, you, how do you weigh and assess that, David, when you're using, you know, material that, you know, you're getting off the Oilers website and that sort of stuff? Oh, well, we try to give credit, and I think uh, if we haven't, it's, it's, that would be a mistake that we didn't do it. Anytime we use material for someone else, uh, from someone else, like we often will take, you know, people, Ken Holland will be on your show exclusively, right? And he won't yes. be anywhere else. So we'll, we will quote from Ken Holland, and we'll say he was talking to you on your show. So I think it's really important to give credit um, to the people who are doing the, the, the live interviews. 
And then we're just like other Oilers fans. We're talking, you know, it's typical on social media, on the blogs, on Twitter, for people to discuss what's the latest news. So news comes up. It comes from everywhere, from all kinds of sources now, um, you know, often from Elliot Friedman, but uh, other times from people you've never heard of. So we assess the credibility of the news that's coming in. Uh, we give credit to the people who dug it out, and we discuss it. We give our opinion on it, our own take on it. So that's kind of the, the process, and I think we're trying to be fair to everyone. And even when there's someone who says something that's, I think, um, way offside, let's say there's a media person who says something way offside, I, I try to not... <laughs> Whereas in the past, I might have blasted them. These days, I'll just try to, you know, think what they're thinking, um, report it, and then give my own take without really commenting on them, even if I strongly disagree, because, uh, you know, why aggravate people? Yeah. Uh, What do you think of Oilers Plus? Uh, Well, I'm not that familiar with it. I'm not, you know, my concern, Bob, is that the Oilers are charging for something that they gave people for free before and I understand that they they you know they're producing this media content and it has value right it costs money it's not free for them to do it so they need to recoup their costs so I just think they need to be careful about um, giving good value to their fans and not excluding fans who don't have money you know you want they want to you want to get new fans all the time young fans who don't have who can't subscribe so if there's a lot of material that suddenly they can't get uh, you know they can't see for free um, that in the long run can be a bad strategy in terms of growing the game. So they need to be aware of these things. And I can't say for sure, I, I'm not well enough versed on it yet to to know if they've crossed that line or not. But that I think they should be thinking about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, one final one for you. You mentioned you've been covering the team for 50 years. They honored the 72-73 team last night. Uh, the first real star of that team, there was two. There was Jim Harrison up front and Al Hamilton on defense. Al Hamilton's name gets mentioned a lot because he stayed in Edmonton, had a business career after you know his career came to an end uh, as an NHL player. What do you remember about Jim Harrison? I remember meeting him as a kid. It was in the parking lot of the Devon Arena. And uh, he, for some reason, he was at the Devon Arena um, for some kind of event. And I got his, I don't know if I got his autograph, but we, we talked to him. My friend and I talked to him for a couple minutes. And... Um, I, I just remember what a great hockey player he was. He was, uh, you know, for that, for that, I think he scored like he had a 85 point, points yeah, in 59 games. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's like the Leon Dreisaitl of that team. He's a big, for that time, kind of a big, aggressive center with some real skill at, you know, at that level of play, right? Like, he's not as good as Leon Dreisaitl, obviously, but that's kind of the style. He was, he was, he was aggressive and strong and good with the puck. Heck of a hockey player, and I think his career got uh, cut short by injury. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, David, thank you for your time. Thanks, Bob. Great to talk to you. You bet. That is David Staples, cult of hockey, uh, political affairs columnist for the uh, Edmonton Journal. It is 123 in Edmonton, and when we come back, a bit of an injury update for you. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Man, these guys were big. Like 75, 76. They were massive. And they made wearing makeup cool for guys. I don't know. Were you a fan of Kiss back in the day, Brendan? Uh, well, back in my day, yeah. Uh, my mom really loved Kiss, so I did grow up listening to Kiss. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I forgot I'm double your age. So um, I remember in uh, what have been grade uh, seven, the longest three years of my life, but uh, in game. You know your redneck when Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, in grade seven, out at Fultonvale Junior High, we had a group of guys. They went as Kiss, and Eugene Shulba, who was in the class, he went as Kiss's manager. And I thought that was a you know that was a pretty sly move on old Eugene's uh, uh, route there. So Kiss's manager is that who ended up with all the money? Kind of like uh, Colonel Tom Parker. Didn't he end up of all the weight? He ended up losing all the money back in the day uh, for Elvis. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. A reminder that the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Uh, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang, and James H. Brown, over 250 years of combined experience. It's just simple. They're the best. All right, here's the deal. The Oilers elected not to put uh, Connor Yamamoto nor Warren Fogle on the IR. And, and there could have been a potential mechanism deployed where they could have emergency recalled somebody. That, to me, is a sign that you're going to see. Uh, and I think Fogle's actually closer because he was rotating through. Uh, there was not a uh, full skate today down at Rogers Place. But I think you good chance you'll see Fogle in the lineup against the Flames and possibly Kyler Yamamoto. And the Oilers will have a different-looking team when that's the case. Um, Tyler Benson is in Edmonton. He's out four to six weeks with an LBR. Carter Savoy is close to returning. Uh, Bakersfield Condor is open this weekend. Uh, Vincent DeHarnay has got a hand issue. Uh, he had surgery. He'll be out still about another month. Justin Bailey is here. He has signed an American Hockey League deal. Do not be surprised that Bailey... Um, you know, he's on an AHL deal. He'll be in Bakersfield, but when he's ready to go, the Oilers could end up signing him. He's a big man that can skate. Could be a fourth-line option for the Oilers. Hockey is here. It might be time to think of upgrading your truck or SUV. Our friends at Brent Ridge Ford have inventory flying off the lot. They're down to 15 new and used Ford SUVs and uh 12 newer used trucks. All units are priced competitively, and of course, Brent Ridge always treats their customers fairly, and they boast an outstanding service department. They don't forget about you when you purchase the vehicle. Uncle Milt, Johnny, Rich, and the gang will be happy to look after your vehicle needs. You can reach them at 780-352-6048. Remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling when we return on Oilers Now.